Okay, Happy New Year, everyone. This is Jason York coming to you live from the York studio. Thank you for joining me on the York podcast this evening. Um, biggest fucking pet peeve when you forget the phone charger upstairs. The worst. <clears throat> okay, Happy New Year, everyone. I hope everyone is safe and healthy and all that stuff. And uh, hope uh, I just hope everyone is healthy today. Um, okay, so... Let's catch my breath here. Just came from downstairs. I'm going to have to go back upstairs because I forgot my fucking phone charger. Okay. Let's get it on, bang and gone. Okay, so we will talk a little bit about the vaccine, the virus, all that bullshit. Um, Something epic happened on New Year's Eve, and I, I have to tell you, man, I, I'm a huge rock and roll fan, and I've been a rock and roll fan for pretty well since I was like a young kid. My aunts and uncles got me into the Stones and Bowie and Zeppelin and The Who and Janice and Bob Dylan and Neil Young and The Pretenders and Talking Heads and The Cramps and The Ramones and Blondie. You fucking name it. I heard it all. Teddy Nugent, Black Sabbath, you know... The Crew, Iron Maiden, Def Leppard. And then, you know, sort of the 90s came. Of course, there's Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Nirvana. Uh, Foo Fighters Now, uh, Jack White. Anything Jack White fucking touches, it's damn good. Um, love the kills, okay? Love the kills. I, I've... Arcade Fire, um, the list goes on. Pink Floyd, my all-time favorite band, The Clash, The Cult, uh, The Cure, Depeche Mode. Did I say Depeche Mode? All of them. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Fucking Freddie Fender, Narvel Feltz, fucking Country Western, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, everybody across the board, Dolly Parton, Beck, Tupac, Biggie, it doesn't matter. I could keep going. Those are all legit musicians. Joy Division, Roxy Music, everybody. I I don't want to forget anybody. But on New Year's Eve, um, something happened that I haven't had that much of a kick in the nuts feeling. The hair on my arms was standing up for like 14 minutes. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Now, I've seen a lot of live shows. I've seen a lot. Like a lot. I would give or take, I would venture to say give or take that I've seen at least, at least, I'm going to say 400 shows live. And I think I've said this before. Some of the best live shows were actually in the last couple of years. But then there's a few that go way back. 
I seen Robert Plant live, 1993. That was unbelievable, 93, 94. I seen a band that was up and coming. And <clears throat> unfortunately, that, that band just ran into like fucking tragedy left and right. Too much. <clears throat> Four Horsemen. Yeah. Seen those guys at the town pump in Vancouver one night. And let me tell you, that, that might have been, for what it's worth, truthfully, one of the greatest rock shows I've ever seen in my life. Period. Okay? Okay. <clears throat> then, I see the, the, one of the most talented women I've ever seen in rock and roll history, period. And that's Alison Mossart from The Kills. Alison, oh good Jesus, that woman can perform. That chick rocks. She's gorgeous, by the way. And I remember somewhere in the set, I couldn't breathe. Like, I, I stopped breathing. It's like how Tarantino came onto the scene. You know, in all the interviews, Quentin would always say, you know when you're in a good movie is when you forget how to breathe. You don't even realize you're breathing or you're not breathing and you forget your name and you're just kind of like, you're just being sucked in by the movie. That's a good movie. It's exactly how I felt when I was watching Allison and Jamie at the Commodore one night. It was epic. So <clears throat> I seen Ian Asbury and Billy Duffy in the cult back in the day several times before Ian messed up his knee. That motherfucker could boogie on stage like no one's business. I, I want to amplify what I'm about to share because I want people to understand if you haven't seen it, go fucking watch it, okay? <clears throat> I seen Guns N' Roses like in 1986 opening up for the cult. I've seen Soundgarden when they came back and they, boy... See, this is now, now, now we're starting to head towards where I'm going with all of this. When you see a good band live that doesn't fuck around with the sound and all collaborate on the same page, and let me tell you, the rhythm is tight, it's like Soundgarden Live. You've, if you've ever seen Soundgarden Live back in the day, whew, fucking forget it, because that was good shit live. So <clears throat> I've seen Depeche or no no I haven't seen Depeche Mode but I hear they're great. Back in the day I I heard Dave Gone was just the man. I believe it. Totally. So I've seen Joshua Tree Tour back in like 1985-86 whenever that was. When the hell was Joshua Tree Tour? It wasn't in 86. I think it was 88-89 or something like that. Cuz Expo 86 was here. Joshua Tree Tour was not. No. That was like in grade 8 or grade 9, I think. I seen the crew like 3 times. The crew in their first couple times, fuck, they were great. They were not, they were a great show. I've seen some of the best live acts 
Period. Pornful pyros. Are you kidding me? Brilliant. Perry Farrell? Fuck. Just like that night I was lit up. That was like a gong show that night. That was a good show. The cult at the Commodore. Seen Bowie like three teen, three times. Seen U2 like three times. I would like to say I've seen some of the best live acts ever. Iron Maiden live. Oh. <clears throat> Here we go. New Year's Eve, Bud Light Seltzer does this gig with these musicians. Now, this kid that I've been sort of seeing on different covers of magazines and popping up on this, this and that, whatever, whatever, Andrew Watt. Is that how you pronounce his name? Watt? Wait, Watt? Forgive me. But he's like this huge, massive, young entrepreneur, record producer guy that is just fucking brilliant. This kid loves music like, like, like it is off the chart. Whoever you are, he's done it. He's worked with you. He's worked with Elton John, Mick Jagger. Fucking the list is gigantic already. So Bud Light decides to do this New Year's Eve concert, and I wish I knew about it. But <clears throat> Andrew started posting shit, I think, somewhat pretty quick after the show. And I stumble upon this show. And again, the reason why I went off about all the people I've seen, all the great musicians I've seen live, I I know what live music is all about. When people go to a live show, they, 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 they fucking forget everything. It is an event. It is an experience. It is the electricity that just runs through you. You fucking forget about your shitty boyfriend or your shitty wife or what the fuck ever. It doesn't matter. You forget about your shitty fucking job. You you forget about all of it. And for about 14 minutes the other night on New Year's Eve, let me fucking tell you. Now, again, probably the best band I've seen live was the Four Horsemen at the Talent Pump. The best performer was Robert Plant. Okay? Like, I'm not kidding you. The best duo of like a two-member band was The Kills. Hands fucking down. Because Allison just rocks. Now, again, I've seen a lot of shows, man. And I'd like to think I know just a little bit about some music. This record producer kid, Andrew, gets together with Post Malone slash Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers and a fucking talented bass player in Chris Chaney. He's played with everybody. Perry Farrell. Everybody. Okay? This, this, this kid, this guy, or well, he's not a kid. But Chris is one of my all-time favorite bass players. And then, of course, Post Malone on vocals. Okay? If you haven't seen this, then you need to go to the Bud Light Seltzer New Year's Eve concert. Okay? 
just surpass everybody else and go to Post Malone. Now, I do, I, he does a couple of other tracks, I think. And forgive me, I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't push play then. <clears throat> but I believe at the 34 minute and 35 seconds, called the Bud Light Seltzer Session New Year's Eve 2021 Post Malone. If you go and push play at that time, you will see like just bad ass fucking rock and roll like you've never seen before. Post Malone rips into Allison Chain's Rooster. Andrew Watts on guitar, Chris Cheney's on bass, Chad Smith's on drums. And I'm going to tell you, I've seen a lot of people try and sub in for Sabbath. And, and I bow and I tip my hat because some of those some of those dudes that have jumped in with Sabbath, those are badass fucking drummers, man. Okay? Those are real badass dudes, man. Love Joey C. Like, fucking love Joey C. Okay? But at the end of the day, there's been a few other cats. And those dudes are bad, bad, bad men. But I'll tell you, man... And I've seen dudes jumping with Robert Plant and Jimmy Page. We've seen Jason Bonham pick up the sticks and fucking give her with, 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 with Jimmy and Bob and, 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 and Jonesy. But I'll tell you right now, man. Like, when you hear and you see Chad Smith with, with, with Chris on bass, fucking forget it. I don't think we in rock and roll have heard or seen such sync. I mean, it was perfect. And then you have Post Malone ripping into Alice in Chains' Rooster. Folks, if you want to get like fucking revved up, freaked out, go crazy in your apartment or your house or whatever, go find that, turn it up, put it into your stereo system. I don't know. Do what you got to do, but you won't be disappointed because I don't think we've seen live music like that in a long, long fucking time. And I'll tell you right now, if those motherfuckers stayed on stage and did something, I'll fucking put those guys up against anybody, any, any decade, anytime, anywhere. Because that version of Alice in Chains, forget it, forget it. Because what was to come was like the ultimate kick in the fucking nuts. They tore into Black Sabbath's War Pigs. Slash gets on stage. So now you've got Chris Chaney, Chad Smith, Andrew Watts, and Post Malone. And let me tell you, folks, it was some of the best electric fucking just raw tight, sharp, fucking blistering rock and roll I've ever heard in my life. I don't say that loosely, folks. <clears throat> so happy new year. Trust me, go go type that in, watch that shit. And and I'll tell you, man, this Andrew Watt kid, man, I mean, I don't think there's anyone fucking happier on the planet than that kid. I mean, he is coming undone. But by, by the way, this kid, this kid's wearing like some badass, like fucking 
rubber leather outfit that's just like, fuck, man, that is rock and roll. And Post Malone just reps War Pigs. <clears throat> and at one point, Post Malone puts on a the electric guitar. So you got him and Andrew and Slash playing guitar, and it's just like, what the fuck? And and it is just riveting. It is electric. It is like, fuck, do you ever feel alive watching this performance? And I'll tell you, for, for like 15, 16 minutes, I sure as hell wasn't thinking about anything too much. This was damn good fucking rock and roll. <clears throat> so, that being said, go check it out. You will not be disappointed. I've seen a lot of bands, man. I've seen some great bands. I've seen bands where you're like, you know what? He's good, he's good, and you know what? The other kids are around for having a good time and all that shit. And I I don't mean that in a bad way. Okay? Flat out, man. Rock and roll is rock and roll. I don't give two fucks, man. But if you're up there and you're giving it, hey, man, I'll tip my hat. But what those guys did on stage the other night, I will put those fuckers up against everything. Anybody, anytime, any genre, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. Because watching Chris Cheney and, 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 and Chad Smith, holy fuck. It's just flawless. Flawless. The rhythm is just, that, that rhythm section is, oy, forget it. If Robert Plant and Jimmy Page and, and John Paul Jones said, okay, let's do this again. Let's just do a, a one-off. Boom, Chad Smith. Because what you heard, what you heard was, was just, oh, fuck. When, when, when they ripped into War Pigs, I have to tell you, that might have been the first time I ever heard what I think, and I say that, and I say this with all due respect to all the guys that have jumped in with Robert and Jimmy and, and, and Jonesy, okay? Because some of those dudes that have jumped jumped aboard have have done their best, okay? Phil Collins did it live aid back in I think it was in Philly, RFK Stadium. Not bad, sounded pretty fucking good. But there was just this certain sound that it was like, oh wait. And I, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know if it was the timing. I don't know if it was the 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 air, the the uh, space in between, whatever that motherfucker was doing on that kit the other night. That was the next closest thing. And and here's here's the here's the mangled up thing about it. They were doing Sabbath, but I was like, there is so much. I just kept on hearing. Holy fuck, if Chad was doing Zeppelin or whoever or whatever, it is going to be just fine. It's going to be fine. It's actually going to be better than fucking fine. Jesus, it was good. Watch it. Okay, so that's the good shit. And I've watched that thing about four times. I, I... hooked up my phone to the speaker in the studio here today and just cranked that bullshit all fucking day. It was dynamite. And never mind Post Malone. I mean, that fucking kid is one talented dude. Love that kid, man. Seriously. 
And I think a lot of people do. Like, a lot of people do. Okay. So, shame on the networks tonight. I gotta tell you, it's Saturday night. I don't care, put on something else. But you wouldn't believe how many different major news networks, because it's Saturday night, all they want to kind of do is a fucking review in COVID. Really? I'm about fucking done with that, bitch. Please and thank you. You can move on. Thanks for coming. And of course, Global's got like this hour-long documentary on COVID. It's like, hmm, I, I wasn't too sure if we haven't heard enough about it. Like, folks, give it a fucking rest. Dr. Anthony Fauci, my guy, was on Lawrence O'Donnell there the other night, and it was a great interview because it was Lawrence O'Donnell, an experienced gentleman in the, 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 what the hell am I trying to say here? Lawrence has experience, okay? He's been in this, this, this realm, this industry for decades, okay? He knows what he's doing. He knows, he knows how to interview. The candor, the demeanor, everything. It was brilliant. And this is what Dr. Fauci basically said. And he more or less said, look, not only in the U.S., but in North America, I don't think we're going to have an issue in terms of distributing the vaccine, but it's on the ground. We just don't have the manpower. And he's fucking right. British Columbia, I believe, has vaccinated, I think, something like 18,000 people. Okay? I'm a bit surprised. I'm a bit somewhat kind of surprised by that. Um... But we got to get the show rolling here, folks. And apparently, <clears throat> a lot of restaurant owner people are really still pissed off about New Year's Eve. Now, yesterday morning, there were several different articles throughout British Columbia that popped up on the news and popped up in stupid things on Instagram and all that stuff. And there was a heap of people complaining, more or less, about... Now, now listen, this is Vancouver for you. Don't forget, this is the wild, wild west. This is a very young city still. This is an exceptional, very cliquey, wannabe city. I don't care what anyone says. It is, hands down. And I don't mean to say that to be an asshole. But you had a barrage of stories that came out yesterday morning and people complaining that New Zealand and all these other major cities and all these other countries and sort of this little angle of this city and that city and and these little neighborhoods over here, and they're all open now. Really? Do you know why they're all fucking open? Because they didn't bitch. They allowed their leaders to shut their cities down. Someone shuts down a fucking outhouse on a construction site on Robson Street. People are bitching. Like, people, shut up. Let the government close the shop down for a month, and we can get back to living normal. I don't know if the government would do that, though. The government has been far too kind, far too nice, far too just all of it. And I wake to people bitching and complaining. Well, New Zealand had a whole bunch of people at their fireworks. Really? Well, I'll tell you why they did. Because they had a woman who wasn't afraid 
to get backlash and basically shut down New Zealand like three or four fucking times. That's that, folks. Here's the thing that a lot of people forget is when Vancouver was shut down, basically, the whole lower mainland was shut down for seven or eight weeks. Remember what happened? Remember what happened? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. And it's unfortunate as hell. And I'm, I'm self-employed. But it is so unfortunate that a lot of people did suffer. And I'm not, I'm not going to go down some asshole rabbit hole and go, well, you know, good. Of course not. I'm self-employed. I've had dips. I've had valleys through this. I've had good weeks. I've had good months. Yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, like people, if you want any type of normalcy, first of all, you got to accept what the hell's going on. This isn't, this isn't like, you know, oh, there was a huge power outage and, you know, the power is going to be out for four or five days. We're past the fucking year, more or less, folks. There's been a pandemic. And people are like, my spin class is shut down. What am I going to do? It's like, really? My kid can't play sports now. What am I going to tell him? You know what you're going to tell him? You're going to say, listen, son or Becky. Unfortunately, right now, we've got to do our utmost to protect ourselves. And more importantly, our friends, our teammates. So we've got to stay indoors for maybe two or three weeks or maybe four. And unfortunately... You're going to miss your game. You're going to miss your sport. You're going to miss your friends. But you know what? The sooner we do this, the sooner we get to get back out there. That's it. That's it. And tonight, what's on Global? A year in review of around COVID. Really? Let me PVR that bitch one more time, please. I will tip my hat to Bonnie and Dix this time for sure. They stuck it to everybody on New Year's Eve. And you know what's going to be interesting? To see what the numbers are going to be like in the next four or five days. And I'll tell you right now, folks. If you don't think Vancouver is a meek, wannabe town. Just just watch in the next week or so here. It, it will clearly... And, and, and first and foremost, let's... Let's go back here. I believe it was, I think I want to say, I think it was New Year's Day. I'm pretty sure it was. There was like a rally, no masks, another anti-mask rally or some, some stupid bullshit like that. And there's people out there with their parents, or with their kids, I mean. Parents are like walking around and telling the cameras, Hey, where were you last year and all this shit and blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, really? You're giving the camera guy some issue. Meanwhile, you're holding your kid's hand and you're at some anti-mask rally. This is what I'm talking about, folks. If something affects you, fucking deal with it. Accept it. That's it. That's it. There's nothing else behind accepting it. You accept it. Basically, basically what you've done is you've just surrendered. And when you accept and you surrender, you know what else happens? You kind of admit. And those are huge fucking steps to humility. And I'll tell you right now, for this planet, this globe, this, this, this nation, everywhere, 
the only way we're going to return back to any type of any type of of normalcy any level of it is is really admitting and accepting and surrendering to the fact that this is a pandemic and we're losing and to the yahoos that don't believe in it or fuck you and the government i'm not gonna wear that mask and my rights man it's like dude you can have that you can sit there in your mom's basement eat doritos bacon flavored chips i don't know do they even make bacon flavor i think they do old dutch makes them there's a brand out there i don't know who the hell it is joe's cardboard manufacturer or something like that they got like a cheeseburger flavor holy shit it's good but it but it's like why we're here today and and i say this with all due respect sincerely the people that have lost their businesses Fuck me, man. I don't, I don't wish that on my worst enemy. But if this government and other governments throughout the world haven't basically showed you, it's kind of every man for themselves. And I will say, and I've always said this, and I've always like tipped my hat to Justin for financially helping out a lot of people because he has. That's a given. But why Justin hasn't locked down? And it's interesting because I read an article in the National Post, I believe on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, pardon me, that I believe that a nation, um, and I'm not really sure if this falls under Canada or other nations, but I think it's like if only one to three percent sort of is, is affected by this, there is really no national lockdown then. There's no need for it. Apparently, this is what I read, okay? Now, that being said, the article really kind of dove into more of a, you know, more, it was kind of like a little bit of a reflection, but they said, look, you know, the nation shut down when we just had very little sort of knowledge. However, they shut down with like, what? 80% less than the numbers that they had back then than we do today? Like 90% probably. But today they know far more. And today we have like, you know, 10 times more cases a day basically. And yet we're still open. That's the thing, and I get because of the economy and all that stuff. But that's the thing that I scratch my head about. And again, this morning I wake up, or pardon me, yesterday I wake up and everyone's like, well, New Zealand's open now more or less. Well, yeah, because they didn't bitch and they didn't whine and they accepted. See, some of these countries unfortunately have like real badass leaders, okay? Like mean fucking wrong people. And on some tiny little level, a lot of those countries got it. And what they got was... For us to basically parent our children, to have a life, to do things, to, to, to want to dream and, and have a life and all that stuff. They basically marched to the tune of their leadership, to the leaders, the prime ministers, the presidents, all that stuff. And again, I'm not saying that some of these leaders weren't doing real malignant things, more or less. I mean, there's different parts of China that I've been informed that they, they basically welded your fucking door shut. I mean, that's pretty crazy. But places like New Zealand, like, 
they just shut down. And there wasn't this big sort of, you know, these, these long talks like we get every day here. Like all we get here is logistics and slogans. Let's don't forget, folks, we can choose. We have choice. <clears throat> Stop the bitching. Stop bitching about it. Because I'll tell you, unfortunately, right now, the leadership that's, that's going on right now in British Columbia isn't great. Agree to disagree, and that's okay. But at the end of the, the, at the, end of the day, you know, and, and, and I'm going to kind of go here, and this is a little bit crazy and all that stuff. But you know, like in the movies, like when there's a vaccine and the whole world needs it and all that, you see the Army and the Navy and the Air Force, and they all come together, and there's, they're, they're helping each other, and they're being there for each other. We're not hearing any of that in BC or Canada. Like we're just hearing this kind of really percolate throughout Canada. And the poor fucking Americans, are you kidding me? I mean, Trump is just dragging his feet as usual. But anyways, stay safe, stay healthy. You go outside, wear your mask, you go inside. Don't be a douchebag to some poor young woman who's just doing her job. Show up for yourself. Suit up for others. Wear your mask. I am Jason York. Thank you for listening to the York Podcast Show this evening. Stay safe.